Welcome to another round of Boardroom or Miro Board. Today we talk retrospectives with Agile coach Maria. Let's go. First question. You've spent two hours in a team retro, but the only input you've heard is Dave's. Boardroom or Miro Board? Boardroom. In Miro, Dave can't hog the space because everyone can add thoughts anonymously, online at the same time. Correct. Next. You need the team to act on feedback fast, so you turn all those retro notes into JIRA tasks instantly. Miro all the way. And I can assign those tasks to teammates. You're nailing this. Now, you see hundreds of sticky notes from the retro. A real mess. But you organize them into five themes in just seconds. Miro, I basically get back an entire hour when I use its AI tools for clustering. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people running actually enjoyable and actionable retros in Miro. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M I R O.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello, friends. Welcome to the NFL Week 4 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. I called a bounce-back week, and we got a bounce-back week. 11, 4, and 1, plus 6.78 units. If you didn't listen last year, let me introduce you to what happens when we get at least 10 wins in a week. We get the victory song. Deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's alright. Here it is. That's right, 11-4-1 last week, plus 6.78 units. My friends, we are back in the black one week in the negative. I'm now back up to, for this season, 25-22-1 for plus 3.04 units. But still, a lot of football left to be played, but it feels good to get back in the black. Let's continue with some week four picks. So before I move any further, I do need to apologize for this episode being a little bit late. Um, I moved apartments this week. Uh, I'm still in New York City in a different part of New York City. I was supposed to move last Friday, so I would have had uh, a ton of time to move and then be able to record the podcast as normal on Monday night. Uh, But that didn't happen. Things got delayed. I couldn't move until Tuesday morning. So Monday night, I finished packing. Tuesday, obviously, I moved. Tuesday night, I was still moving. I didn't finish moving until like 9.30 Tuesday night. Uh, So here I am recording Wednesday night. So a couple days late. I apologize. I promise this will not be the norm. Uh, But I'm still getting you these picks before Thursday night football. Other than that, I don't have too much else to go over. We had a big week. I was very happy with the week. 11-4-1 needed that after the bad week, too. Let's have more good weeks than bad weeks. That's what this is all about. So as I mentioned earlier, my year to date, 25-22-1 
for plus 3.04 units. Let's keep it going. Let's dive into the picks. Still early in the season, so still 16 picks for the week. Let's get into it. It is the NFL Week 4 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Let's go. No, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor, and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 All right, let's get started with the Thursday night football game here, Dolphins and Bengals. I jumped on this total as soon as it, re- as, as it was released. I expected it to go up. It ended up going down a point. So I actually, uh, uh, this is actually not a great week for CLV for me. I've, I've lost a, <laughs> on a couple lines that I bet early. Uh, this being one of them, I took over 47.5. It is down to 46.5. Obviously, if I like it at 47.5, I'm going to like it at 46.5. Uh, but the Dolphins are a dream over team statistically th- through the first three weeks, despite the over only being one and two in their games. I expect more overs to hit in their games coming up because they rank third in the NFL in yards per play, averaging 6.4, 27th in opponent yards per play, giving up 6.3. So what do you want for an over bet? You want good offenses. You want bad defenses. That's exactly what the Miami Dolphins are. Uh, I will say, though, to be fair, to contradict this pick, Bengals offense surprisingly actually terrible so far. You might not believe this, but they're literally dead last in the NFL in yards <laughs> per play. The Bengals, literally worst in yards per play. I think, well, obviously, I mean, we're going to see some positive regression from them. They only got better in the offseason. They've had a rough few weeks. They're going to get better. And I think this is a good spot for them, and specifically Joe Burrow, because the Dolphins' secondary has not been good. They've been giving up 7.3 yards per pass attempt, which is 26th in the NFL. And a big reason why I like both offenses in this game, they're 4th and 8th in 3rd down conversion percentage. So they stay on the field. That's what you want for an overbet. Um, and also, final point, I will say now, it's tough to kind of measure this and say how much worth there is to this, but the Dolphins' de- defense was on the field a ton. Uh, if you look at time and possession this past week, the Bills were on the field like three times as much as the Dolphins' offense was. So... Dolphins offense on the field a ton. Now they've got a short week. Might be a little bit tired. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, Give me the over 47.5 or at the current line 46.5 if you want to bet it now. On the Dolphins Bengals on Thursday night football in terms of a side, I don't know. At 3.5, I think that's probably a fair line. With it being over 3, I'd probably lean Dolphins in the points. Uh, But it's a tough call. So I like the over much better. Next pick, and I tweeted this one out on Sunday because I said, I said it was my first click of the week because I thought this line was going to move in a hurry. It's only moved half a point. I'm on Vikings minus two against the Saints in London. Uh, it's only gone up to minus two and a half here. Um, but I think the Saints stink. They barely beat a Falcons team. They couldn't score more than three points against the Bucs. Uh, and then they got beat by the Panthers. Now it looks like Andy Dalton could be starting for them because I think Jameis Winston is looking like, at least as of Wednesday, he didn't practice. It's looking like he's going to miss this week with that back injury. So I have no uh, desire to bet on the Saints with Andy Dalton playing as quarterback. Um, and I will say the Vikings not actually statistically as good as you'd think through the first three weeks, but I still have faith in them. I'm still basing my feelings on the Vikings. They kind of fucking teased us, these jerks. 
all offseason, we were talking about how good the offense was, how good the Vikings in general were going to be. In week one, they looked fantastic against the Packers, and then they've kind of been lackluster the past two weeks. Even though they came back and beat the Lions late last week, still didn't look great. Uh, but I still believe in the Vikings we saw in week one. I believe in the Vikings that we all talked about in the offseason. So I will take the minus two against the Saints in London. Uh, Bills and Ravens. I will take the Bills minus three, minus 110 against the Ravens here. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, I will say, do have the best offense in the NFL so far. 6.9 yards per play. That is most in the NFL by half a yard per play. Pretty crazy. But their issue is their defense. 31st in opponent yards per play, allowing an average of 6.5. So, yes, best offense, but then quite literally the second worst defense. And that's where the big difference is in this game. Bills rank fifth in yards per play, but then second in opponent yards per play. So, the Bills, just a much more complete football team. you got a team that is the second best defense statistically so far this season going up against a team with the second worst defense so far statistically. So I can't imagine a scenario this season where if the line is three or fewer points that I'm going to bet against the Bills. If it's three or fewer, I will lay the points with the Bills gladly. Uh, there is a stack going around, I will say that they're like 0-7 or 0-9 in their last so many close games. I forget what exactly. 0-7, 0-8, 0-9 or whatever against in their last so many close games. And I've seen a lot of people now saying the Bills can't win close games because of that stat. But that's not what that stat actually tells me, to be honest. That stat tells me that they're not getting a lot of luck. Because people always, people I don't think realize how much luck and variance comes into play in the outcome of sports. It's a lot of luck and a lot of variance, and especially in very close games, one or two plays usually decide those close games, and the Bills aren't getting the bounces where they need them. Of course, there is, I think, something to be said for not winning close games, but I think it's more luck than anything else. I think what people should be talking about is how so many of their last wins have come by double digits. Double-digit wins and double-digit losses show me more of a story than close game wins and close game losses personally it's you can't win by double digits due to luck and variance if you win by double digits it's because you dominated the game if you lost by double digits it, it's because you got dominated so i still believe in this bills team i'm not buying into this close game bullshit they're also the second best run stopping team in the NFL so far, keeping teams to 2.8 yards per carry, which will be huge in beating the Ravens. So I will back the Bills minus three, minus 110 against Baltimore on Sunday. Moving on to the Colts and the Titans, I will take the Colts. I'll lay the points with them as well. Uh, don't worry, I do have underdog picks coming because these uh, first three spreads that I've given out have all been favorites, but I'll lay the three points with the Colts here. I got them at minus 115, though, important to note. Um, I kind of love that the Titans won last week, that they beat the Raiders, because that means we have more weeks of betting against them before people realize how fucking shit this team is. Their defense ranks 30th in the NFL in opponent yards per play, and allow, allowing an average of 6.4 yards per play. Now they play the Colts, whose defense ranks 9th in opponent yards per play at 4.8. What's even better is the Colts have the best run defense in the NFL, keeping teams to gaining just 2.6 yards per carry. That's bad news for the Titans, considering their offense revolves around Derrick Henry. I still believe in the Colts. Even though they beat the Chiefs last week, I still like feel like people 
are not giving them any credit. I still think they're a buy low team even after that win last week. So I will take the Colts to and I will lay the points. And I still think they're one of the better teams in the AFC. I will say Matt Ryan's got to start playing better. Matt Ryan has not been playing well. I think he will start playing better though. I have faith in the Colts. I'll take the minus three, minus 115 against the Titans. Cowboys. And Commanders, I'll take the Cowboys, minus 3, minus 110 against the Commanders here. Before the season started, I made a call that the Commanders would be a bottom 5 team in the NFL, and I even bet on them to have the worst record in the NFL. Through the first three weeks, they have played the Jaguars, Lions, and Eagles. And as of today, they rank 29th in yards per play, 28th. And opponent yards per play there, dead last in net yards per play. This commander's team stinks. Cowboys, by comparison, rank 18th in yards per play with Cooper Rush as a quarterback, who, like I said last week, and it's why I bet on the Cowboys last week, I don't think that uh, Cooper Rush is as bad as a lot of people say he is. He's not great, he's not good, but he's fine. He's not going to lose the game for them. In fact, he contributed to that win for them this past week. Shout out Cooper Rush. And then there's their defense, who ranks 8th in opponent yards per play. Their pass rush is nasty. Washington is allowing a sack on 10.34% of Carson Wentz dropbacks. And Dallas leads the NFL in getting a sack on 11.5% of opponent dropbacks. Cowboys defense might get 10 sacks on Sunday. I will take the Cowboys. I think they win handedly against the Commanders. Next up is another game that I did not uh, predict line movement correctly. I'm on the Browns minus 2.5 against my Falcons here. I saw it at 2.5 when it opened, and I jumped on it. I thought for sure it was quickly going to go up over 3. It has, in fact, moved the opposite direction. It is down to, like, 1 or 1.5, which I think is insane. Listen, I love my Falcons. I hope they win this game, and if they do win this game, I'm going to start believing that they can make the playoffs. But have you seen their defense? It looks like I'm watching a peewee team out there on defense. It's horrid. They're, they are going to get just torn apart by Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt might run for 300 yards each against this defense. Not good. They're allowing 4.8 yards per carry. They allow like 7.82 yards per carry or something like that uh, in one of their games earlier this season. Uh, against the Saints, I believe it was in week one, got like 7.2 yards per carry against them. This Falcons defense stinks. Their offense is fun. Their offense is exciting. They're good to watch, but they're going to need an all-time offensive performance to keep up with the Browns offense because I think the Browns are going to put up 40 points with all of them coming on the ground against the Falcons here. Do not believe in Atlanta in the spot. I will back the Browns. I got it at minus two and a half. I obviously like it at the current half of, or at the current uh, spread of one, one and a half. Next up, Bears and Giants. Um, Bears literally aren't throwing the ball, which is kind of insane. Uh, side note, last week I pounded Justin Fields under his completion total of 15.5. He only threw the ball 17 times. That's I would recommend to look for that prop again this week because uh, he's they're just not throwing the ball. So he's not going to – he would have had to complete 16 of 17 pass attempts for the over hit on his completion total. So keep betting unders on Justin Fields' completion – uh, total, but I will say if the Bears stick to the same game plan, I like the Bears in this spot. I got them plus three and a half at minus 115 against the Giants here because they have a big advantage on the ground. They're averaging 5.4 yards per carry, and now they face a Giants team who's allowing 5.3 yards per carry. The Giants 28th in the NFL in opponent yards per carry. 
And, I mean, everyone's making fun of this Bears offense, and, I mean, for good reason at times, but Giants offense is only gaining .1 more yards per play than the Bears. So Bears and Giants offense, very similar, but stylistically, the Bears have an advantage. Both offensive lines stink. Bears defense has an advantage. Giants run defense stinks. I think the Bears have the advantage in this matchup. I love them getting the points against New York here. I will take Bears plus 3.5. I got it at minus 115. And I'm also going to take the points with the New York Jets. Plus 3.5, minus 115 against the Steelers here. I will continue to hate on the Steelers each and every week. It is ridiculous. They stink. People are just so used to the Steelers being a good team that they're like, they can't accept that they're not good. 30th in yards per play, third worst offense, dead last in yards per pass attempt. Jets, better on the better than them offensively, obviously. Uh, Zach Wilson will be back this week, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but the Jets actually, I don't think, are a terrible team anymore. I know they're 1-2. Their only win was a crazy come-from-behind win. Uh, but I don't think they're as bad as a lot of people think. They're below average. They're not good. I'm not even going to say they're average yet, but they are now a below average team. Certainly better than they were last year. And if I hear anyone else say that the Steelers' defense is good, they're like, oh, yeah, but you got to watch out for the Steelers' defense. Not really. 12th in opponent yards per play, allowing 5.1. Jets are right behind them, ranking 16th in opponent yards per play. So um, I will gladly take the points with the Jets, plus 3.5, minus 115 against the Steelers. Then we're looking at the Chargers and the Texans, and I'm going to lay the points, minus 5. And even actually after I locked in this bet, right before I recorded, at least on FanDuel, the line has even moved down another half point, down to minus 4.5. Listen, Everyone's jumping on the Texans here because the Chargers has just got their asses kicked by the Jaguars. They also have half their uh, roster on the IR. But I'm telling you, do not overreact, underreact to all of these. this news. Underreact to the Chargers getting their ass kicked last week. Because I'm here to make an official announcement, my friends, and that is that the Houston Texans are the worst team in the NFL. 31st in yards per play, dead last in third down conversion percentage. They're in the bottom 10 in basically every single defensive category. Uh, outside, I, I, let me let me actually rephrase what I said. They're the worst team in the AFC. The Commanders might be the worst team in the NFL. I don't care who is playing for the Chargers. You could set me, you could let me play left tackle for them, and I'd still back, back the Chargers here. I will take the Chargers minus 5. Minus 110 against the Texans. Speaking of the Jaguars, underdog money line alert. Underdog money line alert. I am getting aggressive with my underdog pick this week. This, I will admit, is a heat check. This, I might fall flat in my face with this pick, but my underdog money line pick of the week, and you might have seen me tweet it earlier today. I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars at plus 235 against the Philadelphia Eagles. Listen, I preach this all the time in the NFL. you got to treat it like the stock market. Maybe that's actually a dumb thing to do. But that's how I look at it, and it's worked for me in the past, so I'm going to keep doing it. you got to sell high on teams. you got to buy low on others. And what team is a better sell-high candidate this week than the Eagles? Yes, they have looked fantastic through the first three weeks of the season. They are crushing their opponents. Jalen Hurts looks like a legitimate MVP candidate. But let's not forget the teams that the Eagles have beat. 
They have defeated the Lions, the Vikings, and the Commanders, who went to combined 18-32 and 32 last season. None of those three teams had a winning season. None of those three teams made the playoffs. Now, I am high on the Vikings this year, to be fair, but my point still stands. Before we crown them NFC champions, before we crown them Super Bowl contenders, before we crown Jalen Hurts the NFL MVP, let's see them play against some contenders here, my friends. I know the Jaguars aren't exactly a contender either. Another team that was, well, quite literally the worst team in the NFL last year. But I'm starting to become a believer in this Jaguars team. I wasn't at the start of the year, but they've done some things very well. One of the things that they've done very well that I'm impressed by is their offensive line, their pass protection. They are allowing a sack on just 1.77% of Trevor Lawrence dropbacks. That is the best mark in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence, by the way. After me been shitting on him, hey, he's looked good in two straight games. I would dare, dare say he looks very good. And also another reason I like the Jaguars, the biggest strength of their defense is in the red zone, allowing teams to only score a touchdown on 42.86% of the red zone trips. That is the sixth best mark in the NFL. The Eagles, meanwhile, the uh, recently crowned NFC champion Eagles, ranked 17th in red zone defense. So I'll be the first to admit this is a little bit of a heat check for sure. Uh, this could look very stupid, but hey, I am 3-0 on underdog picks. I gave you the Giants in week one. I gave you the Jets in week two. To be fair, I gave you the Jets in the article on the podcast. I didn't give you the Jets. To be fair, hand up. Uh, but based on my Hammer HQ upset of the week articles, I'm 3-0. 1-0 on the Giants, 2-0 on the Jets, 3-0 with the Panthers last week. I made up for uh, week two last week. I took Falcons money line underdog as well. They won, so... I've taken more than three underdog money lines on the podcast, is I guess what I'm trying to say, but my hammer.bet upset article of the week is 3-0, and this week, my pick is the Jaguars, plus 235 against the Eagles. It is time for them to come crashing down to earth a little bit, I think. Next up, I'm going to take the Seahawks, plus 6.5 against the Lions at minus 110. Now, I will say a little caveat. This is a game I got a ton of CLV on. I jumped on it at 6.5. The line has now moved two points down to four and a half i will say this is important my bet is the seahawks plus six and a half that is what i'm going to grade myself but if you're listening to this right now and you want my current best bet at the current number or at least the number that it is as of wednesday night i would probably take the over instead when i locked in this if i locked in all my bets wednesday night if i locked in all my bets tonight i would have taken the over but i got seahawks plus six and a half when the line opened uh, i believe it was on sunday night i took it if it wasn't sunday night it was monday morning uh, and by the way, I always say these bets do get tracked officially in Betstamp. Um, I have it set so you can't see them until the bets are live, but they are verified by Betstamp. I'm not making this line up. The Seahawks were at one point, six and a half point underdogs. Um, so I'm on the Seahawks. I'd take the over, though, if you're betting it at the current line. Uh, shout out, I believe it is Young Acorn on Twitter, who is all over me this last week. He tweeted at me like twice a day for not giving the Lions credit. Listen. I'll give the Lions credit, even though I'm betting against them here. Sixth in yards per play. Their offense is very good. And don't forget, I did bet on the Lions in week two. I'm not a Lions hater. They're fine. But I just can't lay this many points on a team that has uh, that ranks 23rd in opponent yards per play. Their defense is bad. I need to see some more from their defense, um, especially against the Seahawks offense. Who, Yes, the Seahawks defense stinks too, which is why I'd recommend the over at the current number. But the Seahawks offense is good enough. I think they can keep it 
within a touchdown of this Lions team. So once again, I took the Seahawks at plus six and a half. That is my pick. As of recording this on Wednesday night, the line is at four and a half. If you want my best bet on the current line, I'd say over. Both defenses stink. Lions offense is good. Seahawks offense is competent. Go with the over. But the pick I'll be tracking on this podcast is Seahawks plus six and a half, minus 110. Uh, which leads me to uh, what do we got next here? I believe uh, I think yeah, we, that's it. Yeah, we're heading into the late afternoon slate actually. So let's take a quick little break and then I will give out my picks for the final five games and then I'll finish with my top five best bets, my teaser of the week, and my survivor pick. I'll be right back. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, and we are back. We're going to start with the Broncos Raiders in the late afternoon slate here. I'm going to take the over 45 and a half here at minus 110. Uh, I couldn't decide on a spread bet for this one because I just still don't fully understand what either team is so far. I mean, the Raiders have been playing way too well to be 0-3. The Broncos offense should be good. They move the ball at times, but then they just can't score. So, contrary to that, though, I'm going to take the over. I mean, Raiders offense 10th in yards per play. Their defense is not good, 22nd opponent yards per play. So, I think even just any kind of team with a good offense and bad defense like that, I think 45.5 is too low of a total. And Broncos offense has had red zone issues, but they've still uh, moved the ball pretty well. I think the red zone issues are temporary issues for the Broncos. But this is this is my biggest question mark of the week. If there's one game that I could not bet on, if I had a mulligan every week where I could pick one game not to bet on, it'd be Broncos and Raiders this week. So in these scenarios, when I really can't decide what's going to happen, let's just sit back and root for the over, especially, and this is, maybe this is a little bit of gambler's fallacy, um, but the under is hitting at an insane rate through the first three weeks. Usually, almost always uh, in the NFL, we see a little bit of a regression to the mean here. So I think we're going to start seeing some overs hit. Uh, and I don't know. I don't really have any other reason to justify this bet, but I couldn't decide what else to bet on. So Broncos Raiders over 45 and a half minus 110. Panthers Cardinals. Uh, I think the line is up to two or two and a half, but I got the Panthers at minus one. I would play them up to two or two and a half. A lot of people here, their gut feeling is going to be in the Cardinals. Panthers are a better team, though, surprisingly. 
Now, for, before I get into the numbers here, I think this is an issue, and I think this happens with quite a few teams, because most people, especially nowadays, you're either watching, one, your favorite team play, and you're watching the main broadcast of your favorite team, or number two, you're watching Red Zone, or in a lot of cases, you're watching both. And the Cardinals trick you, because you watch Red Zone, you watch Kyler Murray run around, make amazing electric plays, and you're like, oh shit, this Cardinals team is good. But if you actually watch the games from start to finish, or even if you just look at the stats, this Cardinals team is not good at all. Uh, in fact, um, their offense, 28th in the NFL in yards per play. Make fun of Baker Mayfield and the Panthers' offense all you want, but they're 23rd in yards per play. They're quite literally a more effective offense through the first three weeks. But the big reason why I like, like this bet is because the Cardinals' defense is the worst in the NFL. Dead last an opponent yards per play also dead last an opponent third down conversion rate not good i will lay the points with the panthers minus one minus one away i don't know if you can hear my cat daisy's chiming in she's uh she's on that pick as well she's a noted panthers and jaguars fan so she likes my picks this week Moving on to the Chiefs and Buccaneers. I'll lay the one point with the Chiefs. Minus one, minus 110 against the Buccaneers. Did you know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ranked 27th in the NFL this season in yards per play? That is fewer yards per play than the Giants. That is fewer yards per play than the New York Jets. That is fewer yards per play than the Chicago Bears. Let me repeat that. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are averaging fewer yards per play this NFL season than the Chicago Bears. The team who everyone is making fun of their offense, the team who refuses to throw the football, that's right, the Buccaneers, averaging fewer yards per play than the Bears. Now, I know the receivers were hurt or suspended last week, but even when they had everyone in Week 1 and early in Week 2, they still didn't move the ball well. I am pleased to announce that Tom Brady's days are officially numbered. We are seeing what we have been waiting from Tom Brady for a long time, and that is regression. It is finally coming at however old he is. 58 years old, I think he is. 56 years old, sorry. Might have been predicted two years too high. We are finally seeing progression. Regression from Tom Brady. And also, everyone's talking about how good the Buccaneers' defense is. Chiefs right behind them in opponent yards per play. Buccaneers fourth in opponent yards per play. Fifth, uh, the Chiefs are in opponent yards per play. So hand up. I shit on the Chiefs' defense all offseason. I think it's time we need to start giving them some credit. They've looked really good. So defense is comparable statistically, but then the Chiefs' offense is leagues above the Buccaneers' offense right now. So this is one of my favorite bets of the week. Chiefs minus one, minus 110. Now let's look at the Patriots and the Packers, and I'll admit I fucked up. I had a real big brain fart in this game. So what happened was the line, I think, opened at 7 or 7.5. It went up to 8.5, and and I was like, what the fuck? How are the Patriots getting 8.5 points against the Packers? So I locked it in, and then like two minutes later, I remembered that Mac Jones got hurt. This is an issue when I bet on games Sunday night is that so much happens and it's such a whirlwind of stuff going on Sunday and I'm watching the bet, all my bets in every single game and my adrenaline's going and I'm watching the Falcons and I'm watching my survivor pick. Sometimes I forget about shit and I just completely forgot that Mac Jones uh, got seriously injured. So I bet Patriots plus eight and a half 
thinking Mac Jones was playing. He is clearly not. Brian Hoyer is playing. But I'll be honest, I still actually kind of like the side. I think it went up to 10. I think it's back down to 9 or 9.5. I actually still like the Patriots in this spot. Uh, because both teams, and this is something that we're not used to seeing from the Packers, but both teams actually play a very slow and defensive style of play so far this season. Not something we're used to seeing from the Packers, but it's been true. Uh, And that is obviously the style of play that we see from the Patriots year in and year out. So it's hard for me to lay a ton of points on this Packers team with how they've been playing recently. Uh, So I will lay the points, or not lay the points, I will take the points Uh, with the Patriots in this one and just hope that their defense can keep it a little bit close but like I said when I locked it in I I did kind of fuck up Um, I'd take I'd still take the Patriots but I really wish I would have just waited for the line to expand more than just eight and a half points so bad line but I'm on the Patriots plus eight and a half minus 110 for Sunday night football and that leaves us with the Monday night football game, I will take the San Francisco 49ers minus one and a half, minus 108 against the Rams. Yes, this one might surprise you. I'm backing the the Rams, who I've loved to bet on the past couple of seasons. But the Rams' offensive line worries me a lot. 23rd in QB sacked percentage. Uh, They are allowing a sack on 8.11% of dropbacks now they face a 49ers defense that has been the best in the nfl through the first three weeks they are allowing the fewest yards per play and they rank fifth in qb sack percentage getting the down getting down the opposing quarterback an 8.99 percent of dropbacks so 49ers defense might feast here also rams rams defense not looking like uh as good as they've looked in the past 14th in opponent yards per play 16th in opponent yards Per pass attempt, I think this is a buy buy low spot on the 49ers after that disgusting display against the Broncos last weekend. And also, I am still a believer in Jimmy G. I know he didn't play a good game last week, I'll admit it, but I still have faith he's a good quarterback. The long-term numbers with Jimmy G shows that he's a good quarterback. Not fantastic, but he's good. I'll have faith in him in this spot. I like 49ers, minus 1.5, minus 108. That's it. Those are my best bets. I will slowly recap them. Um, and then I'll give you my top five best bets, my teaser, and my survivor pick. So starting with Thursday Night Football, I'm on the Dolphins and Bengals over 47.5. I'm on the Vikings, minus 2, minus 110 against the Saints. I'm on the Bills, minus 3, minus 110 against the Ravens. I'm on the Colts, minus 3, minus 115 against the Titans. I'm on the Cowboys, minus 3, minus 110 against the Commanders. The Browns, minus 2.5, minus 110 against the Falcons. The Bears, plus 3.5, minus 115 against the Giants. Jets, plus 3.5, minus 115 against the Steelers. Chargers, minus 5, minus 110 against the Texans. Jaguars, underdog money line alert, plus 235 against the Eagles. I'm on the Seahawks, plus 6.5, minus 110 against the Lions. I'm on the Broncos, Raiders, over 45.5, minus 110. Panthers, minus 1, minus 108 against the Cardinals. Chiefs, minus 1, minus 110 against the Buccaneers. Patriots, plus 8.5, minus 110 against the Packers. And 49ers, minus 1.5, minus 108 against the Rams. My top five best bets for this week are Cowboys, Browns, Bears, Chargers, and Chiefs. Bunch of B's and C's. The Cowboys, Browns, Bears, Chargers, and Chiefs are my top five best bets. Teaser. Let's give some 
points to some underdogs. Let's tease the Bears up to plus 9.5 from plus 3 against the Giants. Let's tease the Jets from plus 3 against the Steelers up to plus 9. My survivor pick. I have still survived. I am in Joe Ostrowski's survivor pool. I put an entry in for myself. I put in a second entry and I let my girlfriend make, make picks. 76% of the entries are eliminated and me and my girlfriend are still alive. I've gone Eagles, Rams. Last week I took the Falcons in a risky move. Uh, my girlfriend went Saints, which just won on a comeback against the Falcons in week one. Broncos week two against the Texans. And then last week she had another nail biter, took the Vikings, who also needed to come back against the Saints. So she has been surviving on the skin of her teeth. I've been a little bit more comfortable with my wins. Not like anyone's keeping track. This week, I am taking the Colts. I will back the Colts to beat the Titans. I think the Titans absolutely suck. I think they can stop the run. They have been the best run defense through the first couple of weeks. Um, I think the Colts, yeah, like I said, will stop the run. We'll stop Derrick Henry. Matt he Matt Ryan, I think, is going to have a little bit of a bounce back game. I'm not taking the obvious pick in the Packers. I'm going to save them for a couple weeks down the road. Uh, I'm obviously not going to take the, the Eagles because I think the Jaguars went out right. My girlfriend has taken the Eagles, so we'll see what happens there. Um, what other teams? The Chargers. The injuries make me, I mean, I am on the Chargers to cover, but in terms of Survivor, the injuries concern me a little bit. Uh, so yeah, I'm just going to take the Colts. I'm going to take the Colts to beat the Titans. I just think the Titans stink. Uh, so there you have it. That has been the NFL Week 4 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Thank you all for watching. If you want to do me a favor, please rate and review the podcast. It helps us out a ton. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Gambler, bless. Good luck with your picks this week, and I'll talk to you all next week. And I promise the episode uh, will be out sooner, hopefully Tuesday morning. Uh, thank you all so much once again. Bye-bye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.